0: Thank you for tuning into to SojCast. We hope you enjoy this uninterrupted listening experience. But before that, please do listen to these messages that come from those that support your
1: favorite show.
0: Dominic, welcome and thanks for agreeing to this. Absolutely. Dominic, can you please tell about yourself?
1: Yeah, absolutely. My name is uh, Dominic Quinn-Harkin and... I am an energy healer and a transformational coach, and I've spent a number of years in the massage therapy field as well. And it, it really took the the event of COVID for me to realize that I was using the physical world in massage as a, a shield to really putting myself out there. Um, because the work that I've been doing as an energy healer has been gotten really good results and it's been powerful and um for some reason i kept thinking that oh i should be safe i should do the safe thing i should be the massage therapist who does energy work and as soon as i really committed to it that's really when uh i got more and more people just saying why didn't i know about you you should be you should have been doing this for years you know your voice needs to be heard and i said okay well, I guess it's really nice to hear that finally, because <laughs> I think we tell ourselves things, yeah. And, and when we talk, when we tell ourselves things, we are—I mean, it's really the work I do, um, you know, with people is the work that we do in ourselves. Absolutely. And I can, I can tell you for, for sure that for the first fifteen years, I didn't give this to the world because I wanted to make sure that. I could walk the walk if I was going to talk the talk, and I wanted to go through all the trials and tribulations that other people are going through, which I had the information to help them. But I wanted to show other people that I've made the transformation myself. Um, and the very large transformation, the big life-changing one for me, was in 2011. Mm-hmm. I had uh, I'd been injured. Mm-hmm. For a, a couple of years,
0: okay, and I'd
1: had a nerve injury where I could barely walk. Oh, and um, the doctors kept not paying attention to what I was saying. I said, "I think it's in my hip. I think it's my piriformis," and they kept saying, "Oh, no, no, no. We know where it is. You know, we do this for a living." Uh-huh. And you know, for two for two years, they they muddled around, and it was to the point where I could barely get out of bed in the morning. It took me about five minutes to stand up every morning. And the pain was so much that I, I got under a very deep depression. Oh. And I ended up waking up one day and going to the doctor. And I said, you know what? You're fired. I, I can't do this anymore because I really feel like I need people telling me that there are ways to get better there's a way to do this and what you've been telling me is that this is something you're probably going to have for the rest of your life and you know you can only manage the pain and that's all we're going to do is to focus on managing the pain and I kept saying I want to fix the injury and I want to heal because I know our bodies are made to absolutely and when they weren't on board that's when I said I'm sorry I gotta go and a year and a half later from that Was there was a day when I took a step out of a car and my hip clicked and I was pain free and and I've never gone back. Wow! And part of this this work is a part, a big part of um, what did it of releasing these stored energies to get people to the other side of your own personal blocks, whether it's physical, mental, or emotional. They're all kind of the same.
0: Oh wow! Wow. That's really, really very heartening to know that you did the healing work on yourself and you healed yourself, basically. That's what it is, right? I mean, you had the absolutely determination. Mm-hmm. And of course, you knew how to do it. That's also the thing, uh, despite what the doctors were trying to tell you or whatever they were doing from the medical field, right?
1: Well, and I really think that you know i think the medical field is wonderful i think they do fantastic things i was actually talking to an er doctor mm-hmm. uh, a couple nights ago at dinner uh-huh. and i said thank i said thank you for what you do you are invaluable like someone comes in with a broken rib or a gunshot you are the absolute person for these people um But also, at the same time, for people who have chronic pain injuries Mm -hmm. or chronic mental issues or depression Mm -hmm. and things where they're saying, I would really like to feel better, but I just can't figure out how. Uh I don't think the Western medicine is built in a way to help you figure things out. They're built in a way to see, well, how can we suppress the symptoms? How can we mask the symptoms? How can you do this and, and this? But... The strange thing, if you think about it that way from masking the symptoms, mm-hmm. they actually do believe what we believe as wellness, because I guess what they're thinking is that if they mask the symptoms long enough, then it'll fix itself on its own. I don't know if that's entirely how they think, but that's kind of an example of, you know, people being able to heal, heal themselves. Um, but again, doctors are fantastic for surgeries. I've had two surgeries in the last four years, one for my shoulder, one for my ankle. They went fantastic. They were very well, very much needed. But other than that, anything that's been a soft tissue injury, I don't think I will ever go to <laughs> a doctor's office before I've tried working it through on my own. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess so yeah but very uh, uh true i mean doctors uh, with the kind of knowledge and the expertise they have and the amount of education they have to go through which is tremendous it's almost like seven to eight years of their life you know uh probably sometimes more than it that. is and with that all the uh you know physical mental emotional everything put together they come out and they have to deal with uh, others' pain day in and day out, which is it's a pain in itself sometimes. It is is—it is tremendous what they do can um, relate to It is.
1: And yes. it's very stressful for them. Yes, absolutely. I was speaking with, like I said, I was talking to the ER doctor. and yeah. I was asking him, and I said, "What you know, what is your biggest pain? Huh. And he goes, well, no one's, no one's asked me that. <laughs> I said, well, huh. you know, when you go home at the end of the day. Yes. You know do you have coping skills and what do you need to cope from? What, what bugs you? And he says, well, since I'm an emergency room doctor, Hmm. he said, the thing that bugs me the most is that when I'm dealing with an older patient who I can see where the trajectory of their life should go at this point for their own peace. Uh And when the children come in and they're not on board or they argue and they make them stay alive a lot longer than, Keeps the people in pain much longer, and that he's like that really breaks my heart that I can't really do anything for them. Oh, so yeah, yeah. So I mean, they they have a job to do, and you know what? Like I said, they're very intelligent. They they're but they're trained in a way that is to look at the symptoms and let the symptoms tell you what the story is going to be and what the likelihood of getting out of that symptom is. You know, and and yes. you know, they're often tests. There are often tests you can't even get, blood tests, um, hormone tests. You can't even get those unless you have a diagnosis that gives them the reason to get that test. Otherwise, you're like, I'd like to see where my cortisol level is because I've been holding on to a lot of weight for the last 10 years. And they say, well, we haven't diagnosed you with something that would cause you cause us to want to look at your cortisol, cortisol and I was like well I'd like to see it though <laughs> <laughs> and they say well it doesn't really work that way and so oh, okay that's fine um, I'll figure it out
0: <laughs> so it's very interesting because both my sisters my elder sister and youngest sister, both are doctors my elder sister mm-hmm. is in the U.S. and uh, of course okay. uh, two years back she retired from the doctor's profession like because of stress basically she's an internist medicine and younger sister, yeah. ENT specialist. Now she's also not, um, you know, working as a doctor. But yeah, I've mm-hmm. heard their uh, stories, especially my elder sister, because I think in the US they are super, super careful about things and licenses and stuff like that. So yeah, I can totally relate yes. to their to the stress levels yeah. and, uh, you know, the way you have to deal with patients and patients, uh, relatives especially, as well. So yeah, and uh, yeah, the doctors never asked. Uh, are you okay at the end of the day we never ask the doctors are you okay you know and it's kind of um, yeah
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of, uh, well thin, yeah uh, and, and I asked him I said you know I asked the guy I said you know what I huh? said thank you for what you do I really appreciate that you're out there Wow. and he goes wow no one's really said huh? that no one said that to me and that's strange and,
0: uh, I mean, because I think people would uh, show their position gratitude for whatever they could do in you know uh, uh, helping mm-hmm. the patient you know, and what they can do they are doing it right and what the challenges are so I find it strange that people don't see gratitude <laughs> really honestly <laughs> like this Sochcast tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store okay coming back uh, to your life story so when you said uh, you you took a turn and uh, yes. you know you took Control of your own health in your hands, basically, and you turned it around. And then you got into more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You studied more into energy healing, or you tried various aspects. Or and how did you get to be a healer? Uh, because I read that you you have mentioned in your website you are an actor as well, and I think you're worn different uh, hats. Yeah, please tell us about that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I have lots of hats. <laughs> My, wife lots of hats. <laughs> My wife likes to say that I have ah. lots of hats. My wife likes to say that I had lived lots of lives before we met. I went to college as an engineering major because I love the way, I love ah. taking things apart and then putting them back together. And once I was in the physics and the engineering, there was something about it that. I didn't... I couldn't see it. I couldn't understand it, but they were saying... And I lost a lot of interest in it, Because, and I started saying, you know what? I'm really a lot more interested in people. And when they were talking about electromagnetism, electrostatics, it, it just went over my head. And what I didn't realize was that what I was really interested in was that the human, the human being of how we speak and think and emotions and how we interact... But I knew that's what I was interested in, so I went into... Um, into communications and graduated with that. I also was a water polo player for our college team. And so I was quite active and every once in a while I, I got injuries. And uh, one day I came home and I was living at my parents' house after after college and I it had this pretty bad injury across my, someone swiping down on my neck and, and shoulder. And uh, uh-huh. I hadn't really gotten any relief from it. And I walked walked into the house at my parents, and they had friends that were over for dinner. And uh, I walked in and I said, "You know, very nice to meet you. You know, I'm, I'm very tired. I, I hope you don't think us rude, but I, I, if it's all right, I'd like to be able to go down to, to bed, please." And I left the room, and the gentleman and his wife, he looked at my father and said, "He has a, a neck injury, doesn't he?" And my dad said, "Yeah, yes, he does." And he goes, "Well." I'm an energy healer, and I'd be happy to help him. I can just see that there's a problem between his C4 and C5. And he goes, oh, that's incredible. And you know, So he told me about it, and he said he'd be willing to give me a session. And uh, so I called him, and I said, yeah, I would love a session, but you have to tell me what it is. And he said, well, it has to do with meridians and chakras, and we're going to be looking at the energy being held uh-huh. and if there are any blockages and so things like that. And I said, okay, okay. So between the time I talked to him and the time of our, our uh, appointment, I started studying uh, what are chakras, what are what are meridians. And I looked them all up, and then when I, I knew the body very well. I knew anatomy very well because I was in the training room all the time. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, so when I saw him, he went through his protocols of looking at, you know, where there are any blocks in the various energy uh-huh. uh, energy center uh-huh. um, or through the emotional centers. And um, when he would talk about, you know, part of the body, i say, oh, well, that's my latissimus dorsi. That's my bicep. That's my tricep. And he goes, you know the body really well. I said, yeah, I do. And by the end of the session, I said, I need to learn this. I'm fascinated by this. And so he spoke with his teacher and you know about a week later I was down in the classroom learning this and I had had to do a uh, a crash course taught by him before I showed up so I could catch up to everyone and so I actually knew more than the others did because it was so fresh in my mind and that began began the journey and what really began a journey for me of this self-exploration was being about a 23-year-old man, realizing that I wasn't treating everyone around me as nice as I could, and I was snapping at people. I was very angry. And one day, one of my best friends had said to me, don't talk to me like I'm your dad. And I said, huh. You're right. I, I do talk to you like my, you're my dad, and I started saying, "What? Why is that? Why? Why wouldn't I just speak nicely to you?" And that was a self exploration that really began all of it of figuring out, okay, what part of me is me? What part of me is is my mother? What part of me is, is, my, of me is my father? You know, what else have I learned? And uh-huh. how do I want to be? And just by asking those questions really propelled me down there. And I really believe that's why I attracted those people to meet my parents and to meet me, to get me on that journey and where I could start learning what life is all about and, and how to claim your life, how to get rid of the autopilot that, that does things for you out of reaction and be able to enjoy my life on, on purpose and not just in a reactive way. Because and that's been, it's been a fascinating yeah, journey. Yeah, of course. Because but, it's not always easy. Hey, you know, you know,
0: you did the inner work, and I think it took quite some time and effort on your part. Like, mm-hmm. I i find, find it very interesting when you said you had to mm-hmm. really... Uh, it, your friend, when he stated that, it shook you a little bit, and then you started the journey, and you had to say which part is yours, which is part is of your father, and which is your mom. So... It, I think it may be a, a behavioral pattern as well something to do with the DNA and genes as well and you sort of figured that out
1: yeah we're social beings and what I had studied in, in school through the communications was you know the argument between postmodernist thought and existentialism of saying is there a core with layers of social construction or are we all just socially constructed And so having that fresh in my mind coming out of college, I mean, we're definitely pieces of clay when we come out of the womb. And from the moment that we're being spoken to, talked to, or, um, you know, nagged at, or spanked, or anything, we're being molded. And most people only mold children into who they are and what they know. And unfortunately, a, a lot of kids are molded by verbal abuse, by lots of different things, but it's not generally based off of that a parent is doing this vehemently at the child. It's usually what was done to them, what they learned, and it's reflecting their inner pain. And so, you know, it took a while for me to get to a point where I actually had a lot lot more compassion for my parents than I did when I was 21, 22. And that was, a, that was a big journey in that to get to a place of acceptance and, uh, and compassion for those that I could have easily said, well, they hurt me, they, they made me this mean guy. They also made me this wonderful guy. So, you know, I, I have to take the good absolutely. with the bad. I can't love people in pieces. I mean,
0: absolutely. And then like you rightly said, also, it's yeah. not they were born into being parents, they must have learned it from their parents and then you know or try to be the best they could and then like you rightly said mm-hmm. uh, I think part of realizing what what is shaped one you can move ahead and forgive the parts which were not pleasant and go on from there to making yourself more pleasant as the realization and mindfulness come correct
1: yeah at- absolutely because you're looking at what are the programs in your body that make you do the things that you really yeah. think at the end of the day, oh my gosh, why did I do that? Oh, why did I say that? Um, <laughs> I really embarrassed wow. myself there. You know, you, you have a moment when, before you go to sleep or when you wake up in the morning and where God is the only one that sees you and you say, I am really sorry. <laughs> okay, how would I really like to be? Yes. And seeing where you'd like to go and seeing where you are, the problem that lies there is, how do I get from here to there? And that's generally the, the age-old story um, that people ask themselves. You know, or most people say, why? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if, if you want to improve, then, then you say, why and what can I do now to, to better myself or to get to that next stage?
0: Absolutely, that's evolutionized or personal growth, as one may call it, correct?
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. So I would like to know when you realized uh, about yourself, you know, the anger and pain, which were evidently new, and so you lashed out at people, and then you decided, okay, you wanted to change, and you did the journey, so can you share a little bit of what made you respond and not react instead
1: great question okay so uh, kind of the belief around everything is that when you are born as a child that Mm -hmm. you're born with this ideal perfect template you have these beautiful meridians that are almost like these tubes and plumbing tubes that flow through and around your body and if life is perfect then You have these energies that flow through them, and it keeps you balanced, and you have these chakras which are spinning in a clockwise fashion, and you're interacting with everyone in a peaceful and loving way, and your body regenerates itself, and it it, it heals itself on a daily basis. But then as soon as you come into contact with a traumatic moment, Mm -hmm. or a moment that startles you, or a moment that puts you into extreme fear Uh or a moment where you realize you can't trust someone Uh your body shifts off of that ideal template and it puts up a block and it shifts and then something else happens and it shifts a different way and you start adding on these layers of protection these Uh layers of unresolved emotional baggage Um, and unless you are able to really not necessarily. You don't have to tap into it and just feel through it, which a lot of um, the energy, the healing arts do. They say, oh, tell me how that feels. You don't actually have to do that. What you really have to do is just look at the moment and to accept that it happened mm-hmm. and say, yes, I got really angry there. Uh-huh. And does that anger serve me today? Mm-hmm. Was that moment, uh, age four, when my sister took my lollipop and i was so outraged because i i wasn't being heard and no one would would listen to me because i was the baby in the family uh-huh and i said you know at 21 year old version of me saying okay i can look at that four-year-old version of me and say you know what i had every right to be angry and i it's okay if i just let that go because i don't need that anchor today that four-year-old anger doesn't serve me in today's world and by using it intent Uh And visualization, we Uh can see that emotion being lifted out and off of the body and thrown uh, away, either into a flame or into the sun, um, so it can disintegrate and transform, because the idea is that energy cannot be created or destroyed, it only can be transformed. Transformed, absolutely. So a, a, a session kind of goes in a fashion of saying... You know, uh, we'll say for the anger portion of this, okay, mm-hmm. is there a reason mm-hmm. why I lash out in a reactive way without being able to absorb information and then respond in a calm way? And our body has these innate answer givers <laughs> um, through the, the small, small switch muscles which Uh can either be used as testing a muscle, it's called muscle testing, applied kinesiology, it's also called dousing, it's using a pendulum. Uh And um, you can get answers from your body in Uh the form of muscle strength, where a strong, uh, a yes is a strong answer, which means the muscle stays, and a no is a weak answer where the muscle lets go. And so you can answer pretty much any question of yes or no, am I hungry for turkey today? Oh, yes, I am. Is it best and highest good if I have a beer tonight? No, I should not have a beer. Okay, there it is. And um, you can ask very detailed questions that your inner self knows the answer to. And it will answer. And yeah. sometimes it'll answer, I don't want to answer. Uh-huh. <laughs> sometimes it'll answer, uh, don't ask me again later. But generally, the body will answer any question. And so by asking these questions, is there a particular issue that's preventing me from being able to respond to people in a calm way? I get, I'll get a yes, and I'll say, okay. Is there a particular core issue that happened in earlier in my life? I said yes. I said, did this happen at age four? Or I can say, can you show me what age this happened at? And I can go age one, age two, age three, age four. Yes, four. There it is. And then I can say, okay. At age four, was someone trying to control me? Uh, was someone trying to overpower me? Um, and that would be uh, an attack to my chakras. And they, if the answer is yes, then I go, okay, can I pull that, that cord out, that, that power struggle out? And I, I let that go, let it go into the flame, and then I move on to emotions. Were there any emotions that were being held there? Yes. Was there a lot of anger being held? Yes.
0: Uh-huh. Oh. And the
1: anger is held in the liver meridian, correct? And it says, yes, it is. And I can go through and clear the liver meridian and, and flush it from where it begins in the, or where it attaches in the body right around the solar plexus, and goes around down the inside track of the leg and out the outside uh, nail bed of the big toe, and I can drain that energy out, let that anger out, and let it go. We've accepted it, allowed it, and then we say we're letting it go. And then I can do the same thing with, was there a decision that I made um, that I need to speak up? Was there a decision I made that I need to be louder than other people? Um, is there a belief that I created at that time um, that no one is going to hear me unless I shout? You know, that belief, you know, is for me in particular. Yes, there was a belief that you only got what you what you wanted in my family if you raised your voice and shout. You know, were there any habits that were created at this age? Were there any expectations of how the world is going to treat me? And by looking at all of these little components to that make a moment in time, When we let go of all of those components, we let go of that moment and allow that to update through the timeline and allow you to live free of that held tense energy. And uh, so the next time that someone speaks to you, Uh you have a much better chance of speaking of listening and speaking the way you want to, and not in the automatic way that you'd been programmed for the last 40 years. Wow.
0: So Dominic, yeah. that is really, really, really interesting and it's actually a great way to respond rather than react. And um, I've got a doubt mm-hmm. over here, if I may so ask you. When you said that yes. you actually ask your body questions and it does respond, one, how does one actually hear the inner voice responding to you?
1: Mm. Well, uh, it's, it's, it's something that can either be very easy for some and very difficult for others. Uh-huh. Because everyone has the ability to, but it really depends on how many layers of conditioning mm. that, that we need to let go of in order for that to really work. Uh-huh. So when I start out and when other people that I know start out, it's really good starting out with a pendulum, you know, a nice heavy uh, heavy thing at the end of a chain, when you hold it up, that the very small twitch muscles, uh-huh. not the large shoulder muscles, little tiny muscles, they start moving it in a direction. Uh-huh. Where, for me, a, a, a clockwise circle is a yes. And when it goes back and forth vertically, that's a no.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And when you start with that, you just have to be patient, because what you're doing is you're trying to get your mind, your, your thinking mind out of it, so that you're in two muscles. Oh, and eventually, eventually, you can get to the point where you can stand on your feet and you can think the word yes, the way of, of doing it. You can stand on your feet, close your eyes, and if you ask a yes a question that has to push you backward for a no. And you can, you know, and you can even get it to the point where you can train your, train your eyes, eyes to, your eyes with your eyes closed, to so that you look up you look to the right, left if that's a yes, you and you look, to you look down right, to the right if no. that's a no. And as, and you, as you ask, ask the, the question, question, your eyes will just kind of glance because you don't we don't have much control over our eyes unless we're really thinking about it. And so that's all of, that's the, all of the smaller, the, the, small the, the small twitch muscles that really, that really give those answers and then eventually uh-huh. you get to a point where you start, you start asking the question and you get the answer before you finish the question and it could be inner that knowing inner knowing of no I shouldn't do that no or, or yes absolutely I'm absolutely, absolutely going to get take that to trip the, you know, <laughs> you know uh, things like that
0: wonderful absolutely wonderful that is really uh, a gem if I may say so thank you so much for sharing that Dominic mm, thank, you. thank you so much sure, I'm sure, sure it's going to uh, help some of the people who want to help themselves. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Coming back to your journey. Absolutely. Uh, so you started uh, your journey because of your health. You went through and then you solved, resolved some of your uh, childhood issues by asking the right questions and listening to them and how long did all this mm-hmm. actually uh, it must have taken you quite a few years to get where you are now in a place of uh, happiness and peace and serenity right
1: yes I mean everyone has their own challenges yes. and it's hard, it's hard to say however wh- how long it'll take anyone to uh, to get to where they feel, I guess, the, the feeling of nirvana or enlightenment or things like that, you know. I can say from the time I was 24, when I started, um, to the time I was 26, I was a very different person at that point. By the time I was 30, I was very different again. By the time I was 36, I definitely shifted to a, a new iteration of myself. Mm. And, then since and then since I met my wife at age 36, mm-hmm. man, we keep changing every day because <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I told my wife that, you know, I'd like to have the fights early in our marriage oh. because I want to be able to get over them and, and enjoy the honeymoon for the rest of our life. Yeah. And I'm very fortunate to have a wife who has, is very committed to being her best self and is very committed to being vulnerable. And humble and um, asking me honey what what can I do better or how can how can I do this better can you help me and that just melts my heart every time she says that because how many people in the world do you know that are just literally willing to change who they are to be their best self
0: absolutely that's wonderful yeah it's totally wonderful and I think it's really 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 Uh, great and I'm just knocking on wood okay I'm hoping this continues true and um, yes absolutely from the bottom of my heart Um, because I think even to get to this kind of relationship you uh, had to make yourself uh, to be in a receiving mode then when your wife Mm -hmm. came into your life uh, that does sound a little bit dramatic but Then you were in a place of absolute acceptance and both of you could grow uh, individually and together as a couple, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, by doing the work on ourselves before we met, she is also in the healing arts as well. Uh, And we both had very similar journeys as far that involved um, emotional pain and um, significant physical issues Uh that were uh, at the time unsolvable by doctors. Uh You know, she had had a, um, some hormonal, hormonal issues uh-huh. that was, she ended up fixing through um, through eating very healthy and cleansing and eating in an alkaline way and all of these things, which really reversed all of her symptoms. Uh-huh. So when we got to a stage where we were with each other, you know, everyone has different problems at different, at different levels. So we got to a level where we really appreciated each other. Oh, wow. But then the next layers of issues came out, and then we had to deal with those issues. <laughs> and then we, we found peace in that, and then, you know, something else came out. But it's not as big, you know, it's just annoying. And then, so we work on that. And, you know, I, I can say honestly that when the COVID lockdowns happened last year, not only did we have very good coping skills Uh to be able to adjust ourselves and to be in a good place on a daily basis and understand that if there's a bad day that it's just a bad day Uh, but we we got closer and closer together and we really thrived even though the world was locked down that we couldn't see our families there's something about us and what we've done and worked with each other that we were in a place where we're just thriving and we were happy and you know we we had to deal with some some space issues of like, "Okay, honey, um, can I have the front room? <laughs> can you go in the bedroom right now?" <laughs> you know well, we had to deal with that, but you're in such a, a good place that that only came from both of us being um, mindful and living and making decisions on purpose.
0: That's absolutely tremendous, really tremendous, mm, very tremendous and very, very uh, heartening to know because. Many married couples being cooped up during COVID times, their reactions and their mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, things sort of did differ a little, uh, some did come closer and some did drift apart as well. So. Uh, the fact that both of you, mm-hmm. yeah, this minus, uh, uh things about the space is kind of okay, you know. It's <laughs> yeah. very, very tiny. <laughs> it's not a major dramatic. Right. But then right. you both grew right. together through the whole thing as well. It shows, like, your commitment and relationship goals as well. I mean, it's it's so clear about what you both want from each other and from yourselves. And I think there's tremendous yeah. growth from that perspective as well.
1: Yes. I mean, thank you. So. It's... Um, You know, I always found it would be silly to do all this work um, on myself for so many years and then um, be a stubborn uh, stubborn man and not try to better myself once I met my wife.
0: (laughs) Yeah, of course.
1: (laughs) But they're out there. You know, I know enough people that say, this is who I am, take it or leave it, and that's fine. That is fine for them, and if they're fully accepting of who they are, yeah, if they're fully accepting of that and the people that they're with are fully accepting of that then you know that can be love too but um, I, I just knew that who I was at the time when I started this was I would not have stayed married very long um, and I, I feared that I wouldn't be that I would be abusive and that was a big fear for me um, and I, I said I will never be an abusive father or husband no it will never happen the, you know it stops here and that was my commitment.
0: Wow, so um, coming back to your uh, work which you're doing now, Dominic, uh, for others. Since mm-hmm. you worked on yourself, you are in a better position to understand others' pain and uh, from there, mm-hmm. you you are helping people to, in whatever way you can to co- make them come out, really make them come out to uh, actually authentic self. So, can you tell us a little bit more about your work and how people can actually and en- get more enriched in their life because of that? And how do they contact you? You know, sure.
1: Well, let's start, well, let's start with the, the contact first. Is uh, you can go to my website at uh, www. i as in Ingrid, m as in Mary, healing, uh, s as in Sam, and f as in Frank. Dot com. That's www.imhealingsf Dot com. And uh, you can see the various examples of my work there. But generally what uh, people have come to me for, they've come to me for a number of things, whether it's been a physical pain, an emotional pain, um, a block that of saying, you know, I really want to you know, improve on my, on my business. I want to, and I haven't been able to, to just get to the next step. I feel like there's something in my way where I'm just, I'm putting in effort and it's not working. Or um, I really want to up my game and I want to, you know, I want to be able to attract more money. I want to be more in more flow of the abundance. Um, or they say, I, you know, I really would like to meet someone who is my equal and I want to le- meet a life partner. And, you know, my even my sister called me and said, hey, Dom, I am going to have to move. Would you do with me from attracting the house or the, the, the apartment that I'd like to get? and so we're going to because the the power that we have as human beings uh, in a space of happiness and peace and uh-huh. acceptance we're our own worst enemy and i I've, I've got a good good knack at getting to the core of what is standing in the way and i'm very good at interpreting what is going on with all the BS. <laughs> and i can hear what's really going on with questions okay Uh, uh, An amusement ride of going through your life of things that are preventing you from from being where you want. And as we let go of these things, you, you get to kind of hear and see and then you think, oh, that is right. That did happen at that age. That's interesting. And you don't have to relive it. You don't have to feel into it. You don't have to Write a letter to someone about how painful it was, or tell them how much you know you're angry at them.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You just we're just looking at it as an objective point of view from this, this this traveling through the timeline of saying, this is what's going on. Can we let this go? And we let it go. And then as we update, we do a beautiful meditation towards the end to help your mind um, attach with the emotional body to really start calling in what you really do want, knowing that we've adjusted all of those tensions and let go of those tensions so that the path for it to come to you is a lot clearer and can get to you faster.
0: Oh, wow. So you can actually sense the person's energy, even if it's a far distance, I believe?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, You know, energy is, you know, it's all around you. And the difference between, let's say, uh, an energy worker and an average person uh-huh. is that person's ability to quiet their mind and to listen. And it's, it's like um, if I was a translator for Portuguese and you had something, you know, and someone's telling you something and you're thinking, I really don't know what's being said. And I happen to say, ah, I know what they're saying. Uh and I translate it for you that's what it is I'm I'm the conduit you're the one that heals yourself but I'm the one that that can be the conduit of what the information is Uh and then help you make that intention and I don't heal anyone you're the one that heals yourself and that there's a lot of power in that
0: wow that's a real real difference I like that I really love the way you put it that you're the conduit you don't really heal anyone they're healing themselves but your conduit to them Absolutely. to getting to that point. Wow, that's wonderful. That's really well that's really lovely. Oh like this Sojcast. Tune in for more with the Sojcast app from the Google Play Store. I hope more and more energy healers. There are plenty out over there and we really don't know who's mm-hmm. authentic, who's not authentic, who really has a gift of um, I'd say God's gift, mm-hmm. okay, because it's it's yeah, you work through it, but it's also I think a higher power, correct? I mean, that's how God has uh, blessed you and grace you. I I believe it is. Yes,
1: absolutely. I mean, they he I, I believe in the creation from God, and I believe, and I don't even believe, it's not even in a religious sense or a dogmatic sense, but I do believe that um, that I was created for a purpose, yes. and I was I think we were all given gifts. Yes. And I think through our waking lives and our, um, our thinking minds that we've forgotten all of the gifts that have been given to us. And it's only by sitting quietly, meditation, yoga, mindfulness that we can start, um, shedding those layers of thought and really connect into what's really going on. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. So, but um, here's another question, and this is a personal question. This is so at different That's times, <laughs> at different types of uh, um, times in the life. Okay, we keep shifting our perspective, and sometimes it does come to a point. Sometimes that you don't know next what. Okay, you really, I mean, I, I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm in that kind of space. I really don't know next what. So when we are in that kind mm-hmm. of space, then. You know because you don't know next what so you, you're not going to be sitting and you know uh what do you say what because you, you you don't know what next you are not going to be working towards it so how do you come to a place of um absolutely letting go and surrendering and then you know uh, hoping that some sign will show up and then you know what is your purpose so how do we just let go and surrender and you know just wait um for the right time to show up uh, for for the next step we need to take in our lives?
1: That's a great question. And uh, the common perception in this world is that we need to be doing and doing and doing. Yes. But the fact that we're called human human beings uh-huh. uh, means something. And so what I would say to someone, if you're saying that, you know, if I'm not really sure what the next step is yes. or what the next iteration of my life is, yes. I think you know who you would be if you were doing whatever that is, and if you live that life, as far as the type of um, person you are and by serving others, um, by the type of person that you have relationships with your loved ones, your family, um, your children. If you could be the person in society that is that is giving and. Asking questions of how you can help. And then if you can sit quietly and start reminding yourself it's okay not to know right now. The more you can get to that space of accepting where you are right now, the quicker it actually comes to you. It's, there are a few different, say, proverbs but there's a Chinese proverb, which which I don't know the direct translation, but it's be satisfied with what you are first so that what is to be given to you can now be given to you. But they won't give it to you until you're satisfied with what you have right now. So for me, let's say I have extra weight, which I do. So if I am a, you know, a larger man, I need to be satisfied that I'm a larger man so that the skinnier body can be brought to me um, or can be given me the the... The impetus to you know to find the right people to work out with or the right foods to eat. On the on the other hand of that as well is that not just all of the things that I had said about um, the things who you want to be when this arrives, but the other part of that is to do the healthy things in your life that involve self care, that involve exercise, eating eating green and clean,
0: yes,
1: being kind to yourself, journaling checking in on a daily basis, uh, taking inventory of who you are and where you are. I mean, the best part, the best thing that I've always I've always liked to say is, actually, there are two of them. One, a seed is not angry that it's not a full tree. A seed is very happy being a seed and doesn't judge that the trees around it are larger. So who are we to be judging that we're not where we think we should be. You know, I can't be this mighty oak if I'm literally a seed. It just doesn't happen. And I think the more people can, can find that acceptance of where I am right now is where I am right now. And I'll throw in one more, which I just love these, these little things, that um, oftentimes when you feel you're being spun around and around
0: uh-huh.
1: and you're making effort and you're not getting anywhere, uh-huh. You may want to imagine that it is the creator is being the potter, and they have you being spinning around as a piece of clay, and they're building you up, 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 up. And that's why that spinning around is happening, is because you're not supposed to be going anywhere. You're supposed to be being spun right now, but they're they're molding you into what, what you are supposed to be when they put you out there.
0: Oh, boy. You got my best stuff there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did get that. I got both the points, actually. one, uh, But it is, like, uh, let me be uh, truthful and frank with you. Uh, the first point, which you said, yeah. that you have to be accepting to where you are right now is perfect. I have read this countless times. Mm-hmm. And um, but the way you put it so profoundly, beautifully, it just sunk into me. And the second one, of course, is mm. even more profound and... It's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Dominic. Really, You're thank so you. welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that insight. That is Absolutely. that is your inside yes. voice, actually. That is your inside voice. That's our inside
1: voices today. <laughs> yes,
0: that is the inside voices today. Thank you so much, Dominic. Thank you so much. All the way from You're welcome. California. So,
1: Yeah, San Francisco, California.
0: Dominic, just before we sign off, and um, thank you so much once again for all the sharing and uh, will you
1: please share your contact once so that it's not the start out like many people to reach out to you. Absolutely. www.iamhealingsf.com which is I as an angry, M as in Mary, healing, S as in Sam, F as in Frank.com and uh, you can see all of the, the things I do there and you can reach out um, to my email on there and uh, it'll get to me and, um, and we can set up any sessions at that point.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Dominic. We Thank you, Shashi. Have another lovely session shortly again, time permitting, when you have time. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. Wonderful, Wonderful (laughs) John.
1: Thank you so much, Shashi. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this Sochcast. What is your Soch? Send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's time for you to do your own sochcast at sochcast apni soch duniya ko